This is happy birthday. Thank you. We're just going to kick it right in. I have new. Happy birthday to you. Thank too. you. You're younger. May 2nd, 1998. 88. 88. Yep. Oh, man. I'm 85. So, what does it make you 28? 28. Wow. Okay, yeah. we're talking about Katie Haller. Yep. 28 years old. 28 years old today. How does it feel? Feels weird. Do you cry on most of your birthdays? No. I didn't cry on this one. Um, <laughs> I don't think I cried last year either. Wow. Yeah. I've had a good run. And I brought Funfetti cake. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's listening, I will be eating that. Uh, it's triple layered, homemade by my better half. It's my like a, skinnier half. It's like a clown cake. It's a clown cake. It's rainbow. It's, I've it's had very, uh, no less than three, three slices. Slices? I think, I think slices. Is, is Pieces? Right? Slices? Pieces? Parts of cake? Slice of cake? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're out here in Los Angeles. We have, I feel like we have a few things to catch up on, but for those listening, um, Katie's phone is blowing up. Did you get a text that you were hoping for? Uh, no, no. Are you on text anxiety right now? No. Is no. it a guy or is it just... It's just a guy friend. It's just not a guy a, friend. Not an overanalyzing one. What keeps us from overanalyzing texts that don't have to involve our sex life? Because you don't want to fuck somebody. I've never once been like, fuck you, mom. You didn't respond. You know what I mean? I've never well, yeah, once to my no, sister. That, that's like genuinely how I know whether or not I like somebody is if they give me text anxiety or not. I would pay $10 for a pill that just made me cool. Yeah. Oh, and didn't have same. that anxiety. I don't get text anxiety the same way I used to, but I'll get it now where like, because it's, I'm not waiting for that initial text anymore, but yeah. I'm still wanting that same validation. Yeah. And I didn't get it today when I walked out the door. I didn't get that validation. It's the same feeling because I was like, oh, yeah, no, man. You know, relationship, uh, like, I don't have to worry about, like, codependency. <laughs> Fucking Oh, no. You wrong. always have to worry about codependency. Right. And then he, and then he takes a bite of cake. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, I put one and a half slices, so I won't be able to tell that I'm the one who's going to eat 90% of it. <laughs> but... I got, look, I'm walking out and she like wouldn't look at me in the eye, but she wasn't being a bitch to me. She was just like not giving me attention. And then I was like, I need you. And I tell her this all the time. I'm like, if I go out, when I go out to work, you know, I need you to pinch me on the ass and tell me to go get them <laughs> and go get famous or funny so or whatever. So if you don't get the ass pinch, you feel. The ass pinch is hypothetical, right. but it could be anything. Punch me in the shoulder, hug me, kiss me, blow me a kiss. I don't, you know, it's not a touch thing. It's a psychological. Yeah. I need to know that we're cool so I can go do my thing. I know she's not even leaving the apartment and I still feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck it's do interesting. you, do you, I mean like you don't get that way with people. I, I, and it's not like, no, I think I, I was like that in a relationship. And is it my fault or is it hers? Is she not giving me what I need or am I asking for too much? Or is that both? I think it's, I think it's both. I think it's like, um, you get used to that kind of attention and validation. And then you, if you know, you forget that, like you don't really need it. You know what I mean? Like you forget that, like, or it can throw you off. If It's like you, you just get used to it. And then when you don't, when it doesn't happen, you, you interpret it. Like, why isn't that happening? Yeah. You know, I don't know. And it's like, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to work on, like, I'm trying to work on me, but not be apologetic for, like, sorry right. that I care that I want to feel loved when I got to go do my thing. Yeah. And I told her, too, I was like, she took, like, one um, improv course, and, you know, she had her class show. This is, like, over a year ago. And she was freaking the fuck out. Like, everyone should. You're performing yeah. live. It's fucking 
nerve wracking. Yeah. But like I knew she was going to be freaking out and I like dealt with her and did all that shit. And I'm like, think of that every time I go, I go do mics. Now, obviously I don't have crazy anxiety, but I really, really don't want to have to go sit in a room, wait to go on stage and have the only wonder be, why is my girlfriend upset? You know? Right. Well, so if she doesn't, if you don't have that interaction, like before you go, does it usually mean she's upset? Well, in today's case, she wasn't looking at me. And I was like, what the fuck? Come on. I need a little pinch, blah, blah, blah. And then I finally got it out of her that she uh, uh, that she was like mildly annoyed that I try to consolidate. And, and this is my problem. I try to consolidate fun into I was like, look, you come podcast. Then when I go do my mic, you can go to the gym. Here's yeah. what I learned. Never advise a girl to go to the gym. She's like, when, I'm not your fucking, you're not my babysitter. You don't have to like <sighs> take me to the gym and drop me off at daycare. And I was like, babe, you, <laughs> but like uh, a minute earlier, she wanted to go to the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, well, no, I was just saying I've got, I've got shit I need to do and you have shit you could do, but instead you're going to stay at home and be like, fine, I'll just, be, I'll just be here. Wait, when are you going to be done? I'll just be here waiting for you. Yeah. And yeah. like, I know, I, I know I give her an accent that makes her sound like a raging bitch and she's <laughs> not entirely. No, I know. But she's entitled to her feelings, and I just want to know, like, and so, like, so I left. I was like, I got to go. Because what I've learned, what I used to do is, like, I would cancel plans until yeah, I talk no, it out. can't do that. Never gets better. I was yeah. like, I have to go at the time I said I was going to go. And I did, and then I got on the road, and then I called her. Because I was like, look, I'm not trying to avoid talking to you. I just have to stick to my schedule. Yeah. Do me. That's my way of, like, combating my own codependency. That's, like, one aspect yeah. of it. Not canceling plans because shit's not good. No, that's, like, a huge... That's we, like one of the biggest, I feel like. We had a dumb fight on Thursday, and I had a show that was an hour, over an hour away. And I was like, I don't want to go to this show. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck that. I have to go to this show. No, that's good. And I was like, I went to the show, and I was like, put me up last. So I stayed as long <laughs> as I could. Cause, uh, and because she didn't want to see me at all. So right. she was like, I was like, just put me up last. I went up late. I got home super late. And I was just like that, you know, that. And I, but I actually felt good that night because I wasn't trying to communicate with her. Right. We were like past that point. Today, it was like. Let's not let like let's not get it there. It's Monday. Let's just do this the right way. And then we talked, and I th- and and I feel better about it already, just because I was like, yeah. look, I need you to not think that I don't want to be with you. This has to happen. Like she's she's got her own like hedonistic way where like she'll bankrupt the both of us because we just she wants to be together all the time. Yeah. And I think that's a specific quality. Do you, have you felt that way before? Yeah, definitely. But it's like, it's not sustainable. It's no, like, it's not. We it's don't even totally want to be like, she doesn't want to talk to me. She just wants me there. It's like a, it's like yeah. a, it's like a, gen, it's like a survival thing. Like she doesn't want me going off where some bimbo can say hi to me. Right. Yeah. It's like that kind of nervousness, but. And, but she's not jealous. It's, it's weird. It's like, I don't even think, I don't even know what that feeling is that she doesn't like, like it when I have to go do my things, but I know it's not like she wants me to not be successful. Right. It's just that she's like. Really? Like, I thought we could you know, enjoy time together. It's like, well, we already had our uh, birthday time today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you want from yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. What this? Look, I made it all about me. What's going on? No, well, no, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm like so not used to being in a relationship anymore. Like that, it's just like, I'm like, oh yeah, factoring someone else into your day. That's a thing I haven't done in a while. And in, But in New York, you can sort of skim off of the energy of the city i think that we're i think that can replace the i don't know compassionate aspects of relationships yeah there's so many people in new york you forget you're alone it's no, like a bum rubbing <laughs> against you on the subway <laughs> yeah no i mean i haven't been like unhappily single i've been i 
feel like it's helped me more um, for the last like couple of years just focusing on because I was not ready to be in a relationship when I was in one. But now I now I got to like put the re- myself the, out there again. The, the relationship we're speaking of is your ex is my friend. Yes. We don't have to go further into it. But for those listening. I I I'm I'm at fault for it. I introduced you guys. Yeah, you did. Even though I wasn't introducing you <laughs> in a sort of a sexual way, I was like I distilled it in my work. I I, I put you two in the same room. Well, that's together. why that's why I made you my like therapist when I <laughs> broke up. I was like, you started this, so you're gonna help me. Oh, I'll never now forget. That it's over. I'll never forget. I'm I'm sure I don't know if we shared this on the podcast before, but it was at a coffee bean oh, in Greenwich Village. It, it's, it's always at a coffee bean. It's always, <laughs> and it was like a, everything it was, happens at a coffee. It was like bean. a like a cow skinned rug, like or like oh yeah that chairs. chair yeah that, like weird chair. And you're just and you had your little joke book, your little security blanket joke book with you. Yep. And you're like, and and you had to host a show in like an hour. <laughs> yep. I, I was proud of you. I, I yeah you because that's messy. Like I would have I would have de- definitely canceled plans because I oh I wanted to I really wanted to but and you had a good like, set. And yeah. this is years ago. But that's that's like what how, I think that's what made me r- much better at stand up. It's just shit like that or that specific day or the Have, experience. Just having to, you know, you can't get on stage and and kind of act like that's not going on for you. You have to cuz remember when I would talk about it and then there was a point for like a couple of weeks I would talk about it and I would like get some laughs, but there was still an element of like she's sad. And then after like a month, I was telling it from the I was like angrier and less attached. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I feel like I my delivery was less – it was still vulnerable material, but it wasn't, like, fresh. Yeah. You know? For, yeah, they do. Yeah, comedy, what, tragedy plus time, totally. But yeah. it's still it's still good even in the day to talk about it. I talked about it. My buddy died. You know, I, yeah. I, like, for those listening, my, my buddy passed away, and I talked about it that night. And I'd already done some mourning because – he like three days earlier is when I found out the news he had a stroke, blah, blah, blah. And then it was up and down. Is he going to be okay? He's, he's still recovering from the surgery. Then they know he's gonna be paralyzed. I'm like, I can deal with that. That's totally like, you start rationalizing like, yeah. that's totally fine. Wheelchair. We're going to fucking make it work. He's the guy who would get a wheelchair. He's going to pimp it out. This yeah. guy's fucking hilarious. He's a hard, then he dies. I'm like, Oh fuck. And I had three sh- sets that night. Shit. That was on um, Wednesday night. And the first one I was like, fuck Cause Friends kept on calling me. I was kind of like the liaison. Like mm-hmm. his his sister had called me, and then I had dealt with it like th- with everybody. He was on my f- high school graduating class, football team, college fraternity, all these friends. So like people were still calling me, and you know when like I'm like, and then I'll like I'll get my composure, and then someone will call me and, or n- want to talk, and then I'll be like, and then I'll yeah, have to explain no, it, like, and then I'll get all quiet because I'm yep. like I can't say a word right now without losing my shit. Yeah. And then I'm in the parking lot explaining it. You know, and getting texts like, yeah, he was a great person. Everyone's saying the nicest things. And then the the host is like coming up to me like, hey, you're on in two. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I, uh, in the set, it, it went, it went good. And it got better. The next show, I, the next show, it was yeah. even better. And the next, the first set, I mentioned it and spoke a little bit about it. And then after that, I was like, I just can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not up to the audience to deal with my shitty like there, yeah. there's nothing funny about it other than just like i sent him like sort of a salute but um but it's it's interesting tragedy on any level like the night the night we had our um our birthday show so this is three years ago right yeah. we had our birthday show i think it was your birthday whatever it was that was the night my 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 father passed away oh yeah right oh, and that God. was and, and i didn't find out till after my set 
but like I kind of knew, you know, you get, I'm in the gr- these group messages that are like, you know, they're putting them in, in the past tense. Like Steven yeah. was, I know like, what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, it's crazy. Oh my God. I remember that. this one. My buddy Matt dying. I cried way more with my father. Like, wow, that, that was a relationship that, that was, that it wasn't something I grew up with. Right. Matt was like, ah, oh, we got, we were like warriors together yeah. anyway. But so a salute to him and to his family. And I was just like, I haven't even begun to like write the whole Facebook notes where I share yeah. old stories. You know, I, I want yeah. to, but I'm like, I just know these are going to take like time and like a coffee and a box of tissues, yeah. you know? It, but, uh, I remember my, one of my best friends, um, Teresa died when I was, uh, it's like my first year in New York. And that was just like it threw me off for a fucking long time. Yeah, and you're like, and then you're you got your own shit you're bitching about, and like my shit doesn't matter. Yeah, you start to get all like puts it in perspective. It does. And then our mutual friend got very sick. She's doing great now. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then so I mean, there's a, and there's a weird a friend dying. Is it's, when you're it's, young, it's really fucking weird. It's yeah, and it, when it's out of nowhere, yeah, like a stroke, like my buddy's stroke, nowhere, all of a sudden, like what? That's, like that's I so like my last texts were him were a year and a half ago because I wasn't I was supposed to catch up with him later. That was the thing. Yeah. I, was, I was supposed to catch up with you later, later being whenever. But it's but it, it's it sounds okay. Not to not to sound all heavy, the fucking audience wants to drive themselves <laughs> off the fucking bridge. But the 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 weird thing though is with with a death of a friend. As f- as final as that is, a, a dead relationship feels just as bad in yeah. some instances. It's a weird, it's a different feeling, but like, you know, like, you know, my ex, you know, Claudia, like where I, I talk about her, you just know, you look in those eyes and you're like, Yo, this is dead. Yeah. And it's just sad. It's like, you're not if, even expecting to revive it. Yeah. Did you feel that way with, with, uh, with your ex? Yeah. I think it was like, at first I didn't, at first I really didn't like want the breakup to happen because I was just so used to it and then I and then and then it's like and this was the the thing that helped me move on the most is that you realize like there was a reason it wasn't working and it you know you don't break up when you're in like it's never out of nowhere there's always signs you're just probably not seeing them and when we were together at a certain point it was also like after the whole Teresa thing I just became so emotionally dependent on him yeah you know and so I think that's what made it harder and he's um, a he's a pretty codependent guy too. Well, and so that like was, he just wants to be liked in yeah. his own way. And I'm not great at, especially when I'm going through stuff, like opening up to people. And I was also still at a point where I I felt like I wasn't where I wanted to be comedy wise, and I felt like the relationship, and and it wasn't his fault, like because I was like letting it happen. But you know, it's like kind of like what you were saying earlier, like you start altering your plans and then all of a sudden you know i'm i'm like not getting up as much as i need to and then i yeah because he's not a stand-up guy like yeah I, that's how right he's, yeah. a st- he's a he's a very stand-up guy he's one of my best friends and, but in the in this relationship he did not perform stand-up <laughs> so <laughs> so like you weren't like some comics are oh by the way katie's of course a stand-up comedian also improviser comedy writer all that jazz writer for um dog dog weekly Bark post by the way i just i just bought my um Sorry for the uh, digression here, but I just bought my Pop Your Pup t-shirt. Nice. Yeah. Fucking expensive. Yeah. But they're... $45 t-shirt or 40 Yeah. So you basically... You get your dog's face on it. I don't know if they're going to approve the image I used because I'm standing behind the dog, but his ears are flying 
in the wind. So if they can crop me out of it, it's going to, and it's going to, and then like they crop the dog's head onto a t-shirt and put like comic book explosions behind the dog's head. I was like, that's worth 40 bucks. Yeah. No, Um, it's so cool. Anyway. uh, So back to you. (laughs) But yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. So you weren't getting up as much. You were kind of. And, and like there was a level of like, I wasn't fully in the relationship and like he could tell. And then he was, it was a very mature breakup. He was like, you're not in this fully and I'm not, I can't force you to be. And yeah, that was it. So it was like, and then, and then obviously initially I took it like personally and was like, Oh, I'm a shitty girlfriend or, and actually this is something I've been trying to make a joke about is like, cause I remember the night that we broke up, I had just gotten back from like, I was do. I think I was working on The Good Wife, <laughs> and I, I. It was like a thirteen-hour day, and he had a play that night. You were standing in for who? Probably a child. <laughs> um, and I had already seen the show, but like then the whole cast was going to get drinks in Times Square, and I had just gotten back from like a thirteen-hour day, and I was, and I was just like, you know, can we just hang out after or tomorrow or something? Like I, I just didn't really want to go, and he was like this isn't working out. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, I'll go. I was like, I'm like, I will get on the drain. But you start to look at things and you go, is he, is he punishing me for, for choosing me over him? Right. And And, and and was that part of it? Or is that just like the final straw? I think it was the final straw. And it would have like, it wasn't that tiny incident that caused our breakup. It was just like, you know, obviously you look at the last thing that happened, but it was just, you know, in that moment, I was just like, why did I say that? But we would have broken up anyway. Of course. You know? Or you would have, yeah, it could have been another year of you just, like, canceling all of your shit. Right. But, and it's like, he's a, he's, he's a performer as well, so, like, he's doing his show literally for one or two weekends, so yeah. it's, like, a big deal for him. Not that, like, you, you should, you sh- not that you should feel obligated to go. Right. Did you end up going? No. Oh, so he was really like, we shouldn't do yeah, this? Yeah, no, he, he, like, came over, and then we had the whole breakup talk, and I was like, Wow. Wow, this and then is he happening. starts dating his co-star. Oh yeah, which they weren't. They 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 really didn't have a thing. Yeah, and because and I hate to say this, I think she want. I think she wanted me because mm-hmm. we went out. I went out with oh, that right. girl. Yeah. After I went out, I think. And here's what's crazy is that your ex, uh, he didn't advise me at any level about this, and I and we're really good friends. And I wasn't mad at him. I was just like. You broke up with it? Like, I was in the middle of this, like, right. friendship. You yeah, know? yeah. I, he was my roommate. We lived together. Yeah, and you yeah. lived with us. And then... And there was no discussion. And he knew I wasn't... And I, I he obviously knew I wasn't going to not be friends with you. Like, right, that's right. not a thing. He's not a bad... Like I said, he's not a bad guy. Right. And um, he's one of the best... I relate him to my buddy who passed away as as far as loyalty goes. He's... The, yeah. These dudes, like, will he'll drop... And people take advantage of that because, like, he'll drop anything to help. Yeah. Um... Yeah, threw me, you know, a, a dinner last night for yeah. my birthday. Um, but anyway, uh, I just want to validate that because it's not like we're, I'm talking shit about him. But yeah, no, you guys I had a specific s- thing I still that- have a very, like, I don't look back on our breakup with any bitterness at all. You know? Good. I just see... Did it take you a while to get there? Not really. Because I never really felt like... I, I, I think I, I was just, you know, I didn't want... I, the breakup forced me to deal with things that I really needed to deal with. Um, and that was a good thing. It was a harder way, but like getting it, healthy physically. Yeah. Like physically. And then, yeah, physically. And then, um, just the whole like Teresa thing and then just getting back 
and really refocusing on my comedy and what I wanted to do. You know, I was oh, just man, kind nothing of, makes you funnier than a good breakup. Yeah, it's true. I, and I've 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 wondered my like myself like well. Am I because you hear these comics like Mark Norman who's fucking he fucks you know chicks and talks about it on his podcast? And I'm like, well, I'm, I I don't do that. <laughs> People don't want to hear my stories because they're like, you know, and it's like, yeah, like there's something innately boring about being in, in a relationship. And I'm like, well, I don't have like that sort of vigor that I had with my my the chicks who dumped me in New York provided me with. I remember like that chick Kara, man. Oh, yeah. She like came out of nowhere and she left me. Like it 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 was so quick and fucking it was an explosion and then she was gone and that fucking shit i'm getting on stage getting big laughs talking about it and then it stopped hurting me and i stopped getting like laughs yeah. like I, I didn't until recently when i got that that email that she asked me to join her linkedin network and then i wrote a whole joke about yeah. that uh, getting spammed by your ex you know all that so like i was like all right maybe that was like oh maybe maybe i did ha- hook up with enough girls in my history that i have enough material yeah <laughs> to, you definitely have but some. My relationship so topsy turvy in the in and not not in the sense that we like really feel like we're gonna like like we we're, we feel very strongly about it but like it's like it's like riding a wild horse. Well, yeah, there's there's still Holy comedy shit. in relationships. Yeah, even you know so. But they do say when guys get married, they like lose a lot of their creativity because they're not they're not like that crazy single guy who's yeah, doing yeah. everything to impress his girl. But I still have to impress her every day. That I wonder if maybe it's a good thing how no, di- how challenging it is. Yeah. Now, so, so when we were, we, so we just mentioned your relationship, you had, you, you use the term psychosomatic. I still don't know what it means. It basically means, um, that your symptoms are a hundred percent real. They are just not, the cause of them is not physical. So I was getting, and it, it all like this can sound really, the details of it are kind of elaborate, but basically, you know, the same way that you sweat when you're nervous or like when you're embarrassed your face gets really flushed some a lot of people when they get anxiety or when they have all these repressed emotions their muscles get overly tense that's the way my body responds to emotional stress and I had a lot of it that I was not dealing with and basically um your your body will your your mind will find an area so like I was I had knee pain and then it's like the reverse placebo effect like if you're told that you're injured your brain will create the the pain oh so because you had some knee pain you focused all of your tension and 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 all that negative energy into the knee pain exactly and then you're not dealing you're just dealing with the physical pain you're not dealing with anything emotionally and the problem was that wow was that I was constantly in pain like physically but then you know I was going to physical therapy and just not getting better. And no one, of course, is telling you at physical and therapy. At a certain point, they, yeah. They don't want to think that, you know, to them it's like, no, this isn't working because you're not doing this. And yeah. it's crazy, like, when people will get stressed out and have an ulcer. It's like, wait a second. A thought created a really hurtful thing, like, yeah. physically. It's crazy to think how powerful the mind is. I mean, you know, not, you know. Can't some 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 sicknesses that you know it's like a blockage like they'll say in like yoga like there's just a blockage of yeah. energy that you hold somewhere yeah and it's and really you, true. And you held it in your knee um it, well, well it was it was basically muscle tightness that I would feel in my knee but it would it would move around like I would feel 
like one day I would feel like my quad, like my my thigh was like so tight, like I could barely, like I felt like I pulled a muscle. Then the next day it would be, I felt like I pulled my calf. And then remember my neck, I, I would like <laughs> then then my neck started. I like would wake like up a and bad not be able to move. In my yeah, neck. I was like, what the fuck is happening? When, when we met, you were on crutches. Yeah, you literally couldn't stand for extended periods of time. I know, and uh, and then yeah, it was crazy, and and that was literally all like just my brain but i'm sure people me. listening because this is more this is way deeper than most minoral podcasts yeah. but like I, read okay the john <laughs> his name is john sarno and he's helped he um he j-o-h-n-s-a-r-n-o okay he uh like larry david and howard stern both swear by him oh he like saved their life this up yeah anybody that has chronic pain for extended periods of time there's a level of psychosomatic symptoms because what happens is your your brain doesn't know that your body's not injured anymore it's still sending pain signals so your brain your body is healed but your mind doesn't know to shut down that channel and did you were you did that were you actually healed and you so when i started because after two years of physical therapy i was like nothing is working this there's obviously a mental component to this you came up with that realization yeah wow because nothing was work. I like I literally got desperate and I saw this YouTube video of this guy that was like a paratrooper in like the army or something and like <laughs> and he like he had um, what, what are you watching by the way that that's like a recommended video it was I, I <laughs> oh no my chiropractor told me to watch okay, it okay. um and he had like jumped out of plane so many times that they told him he will literally never walk again ever and he started doing this like yoga program and really slowly like it i mean and they played like fix you by coldplay during the montage i was yeah. like crying yeah, yeah of course but like A he runs edit. now and i was like there is it, that was like my spark to be like i there is no reason that i'm not okay a healthy 5 you foot know? tall 25 yeah. year old so um i found this therapist that specializes in psychosomatic pain and like my first day he was like you're not injured and i was like what <laughs> and he, i was like i have mris like i can show you and he was like you can put anybody's knee under a microscope and it's not going to look perfect there's no proof that that's creating your pain wow and like when i stopped walking around all day being like oh my god i'm in pain what's hurting me i i would actually i had to shift my brain to be like i feel fine i'm actually okay Nothing's really hurting me right now. Or if I did feel some tightness, it's like, okay, I feel my muscles are a little tight. That's okay. I didn't do anything to it. Whereas before I'd be like, oh my God, my, like my knee hurts. Did I go up too many stairs? Like, and you know what I mean? And people have a hard time uh, believing in things that you can't see religion, uh, spirituality, like you can't see the law of attraction, but what like so it's hard to it's like, well if you just change your way of thinking it'll be better but it's like no your way of thinking is sending out toxic I also pain thoughts <laughs> what the also the the book and my therapist helped me to do is to there were so many parallels of uh, physical pain <clears throat> popping up and something happening like emotionally to me like a weird interaction with my sister that brought up a lot of tension or you know, something with my family or going through a breakup. Like it, and I remember when my friend died, I like, I injured my calf muscle. Like I was limping for like two weeks like that. It's like so obvious now to me that that's how my body was responding. And I was just like, well, this is now everything is wrong, you know, but I'm, I'm thinking about my own personal like issues with 
pain and injuries. I've had some sports injuries. And, and even when like, like Tasha sprained her ankle, we were hiking and it was crazy. It started hailing right, right in LA only in this one, this literally this one Ridge Griffin park. It started hailing. My ears popped like, like you were, I was in a flight. The the pressures were all weird. We were like, we got to get up this fucking hill. And we were going down the hill and, um, she rolled her ankle pretty bad. I mean, immediately, like she immediately, she had like that second, like when a kid falls down where she like one second of pause and then immediately. Uh, like yeah. I couldn't tell if she was laughing or crying. She was crying. Oh, she hurt herself. She ended up spraining her ankle, you know, right before she had all these work trips out of the country right. and all this stuff. And, and, and by no means am I like, you sprained your ankle because your shit's not together. Right. Right. You know, cause I was super compassionate to her, but I was like, let this be an opportunity to cover a lot of our bases with what what you're doing and really like yeah. like you you can't afford to not get your your mind healthy when shit like mm-hmm. that happens because you're on your back yeah you're really like you're all right you're like okay I, i'm off my feet for for a, a month like yeah. what can i do to get my head and i'm personally like really trying to get back into um attracting abundance into my life it's it's such a perspective like what do you it, mean by that just attracting like you know, law of attraction, you know, the cookie cutter people say the secret. I hate to, I hate that saying yeah. because the secret's like such a commercial coloring book of what it is. But like just, just the frequencies that we emit, it sounds so, I sound so LA, but I, I swear when I lived on the East Coast, I was feeling this. But like just, just emitting this love yeah. and getting that in return and giving it. And, and it's so hard when we have these jobs where we're like seeking validation from the audience yeah. and from all this other stuff. But it's like be above that and just feel great. And, and that's, that, that's the basis of my conversation with Tasha today when I was leaving. I was like, look, we just can't afford, and I'm not using my buddy's death as in like, as like leverage in these fights, but I'm like, we can't afford to not appreciate today. Yeah. And no amount of low energy is going to like make us feel better. It's just yeah. not no amount of pity partying or whatever. And you're, and you're allowed when you get injured or, or in a relationship to feel all of the emotions, like, you know, by all means, you know, with a death or whatever, you got to feel all the emotions. Yeah. You don't want to bury that shit. But then you have to just be really grateful and just uh, like believe in the abundance because what else is there? Like you're just going to yeah. attract miserable people. It's true. You see it all the time. You just like, so, so did you apply your psychosomatic learnings to like, do you apply that to your, to, and I know you're not really in the dating world, but like, how would you apply that to relationships? Be, um, the Because the biggest thing that, uh, it helped me to see is taking um, a totally irrational belief that I had about myself, which was that my body is like really fucked up and really injured and, and I didn't know why I was having all these problems. Um, and just really shifting that truth, being like, wait, no, it's not. Like, who told me that? Like, I had one doctor who who probably was just like, well, for insurance purposes, we have to call this patellofemoral syndrome. So there you go. Your knee's fucked up. <laughs> and then I interpreted that as like my like my I, I I'm going to have knee problems forever and I'm always going to be in pain. And so just like trusting, not taking everyone's opinion as the truth helped me in relationships because, you know, if you get rejected or or for a really long time, like I was always kind of like the man down in every interaction I have. Like I'm never the, I'm not confrontational. 
like especially with my sister like we had this weird dynamic where i'm the older one but she treated me like i was the younger one yeah she's like the bully <laughs> yeah and and i never stood up to her and and i just like over time developed this belief about myself that like i'm not the type of person that stands up for myself and that essentially translates to like i'm not as good as other people and if you believe that you'll you'll get that yeah like, you'll get in our totally. industry you'll get people just walking all over you yeah so you'll be the first person you're like oh she'll be okay with we cut her time versus you know like like they'll, you'll you'll take other people's shit because they need to dump it off on somebody right so it definitely helped me um in terms of of just like kind of pointing out i think that's why like my stand-up got so much better when i started seeing a therapist because the the best thing about like especially this is so nerd alert just warning <laughs> cognitive behavioral therapy <laughs> um is it's basically analyzing your irrational thoughts and like when you see your them irrational as irrational yeah when you see okay. them as irrational they're actually kind of funny you know like how deathly afraid i was to send somebody a text message which like i'll still get that to a certain extent but not really because now i have the perspective of like if i reach out to someone and they don't answer like fuck that person i don't give a shit like yeah you have to you have to be like less narcissistic you know? in a way and be like it's they're not telling me to fuck off they're right. probably just have their own shit yeah as, as, as soon as you start believing that people are out to get you it really can free you from or just being, blame it, being like why did i i shouldn't have said that or whatever and then i'm like there's nothing wrong with what i said it's if they're not into it like fuck that you're the care. ultimate like, text analyzer yeah you invented the game of, of analyzing it is my specialty and so many comics out now like i saw dane cook had a good bit about about when he's in a fight on his uh when he when he's fighting with his girl on on text and like as soon as he sees the dot 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 he's like he knows she's writing like a constitutional amendment yeah yeah and he's like and like his phone goes from 88 percent to 40 percent <laughs> like i'm like man like that was shit we were like i mean he's 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 a fucking the master of like social media yeah awareness but uh but yeah that's like that's what we both think of the things that bother us like if I, if my chick hasn't responded to me but she uploaded a new snapchat are you fucking kidding me yeah you had time to compose a video but you couldn't respond to a text you how insulted i would get and still do yeah. i try not to yeah but i in and i'm a, i don't know if i'm a psycho or not this is gonna sound crazy. I set it up. I set up alerts for when Tasha posts an Instagram photo. Really? All right. Is that <gasps> a cognitive? Or, analyze me right now. Okay. Am I fucking nuts? Well, I'm not right. looking to get offended. I just wanted. I just want to be able to scroll through my Instagram and not be surprised if I see a new photo. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's makes, right. That's no, what that I tell sense. myself. So why? All right. What is it about? Like, what? What's the reaction that you have when you see it? They, and see one that you like weren't mentally prepared for. Well, that's the thing. It's, that's the thing. It's control. I want to control my reality. Yeah. And I don't want to. I've deleted my like when she was at um, Coachella before I went. She was with a photographer and another model, and they all stayed in the same little suite. She did, she the previous week she did Cabo for five days. I don't want to read the Snapchat videos and see her in the back. I've done that before, where she's like at events with other models and I've looked at the other models Snapchat and it's, she's not in the background giving a dude a lap dance. Yeah. She's literally doing nothing. All the people that she works with like me, she's not doing anything that they would hide from yeah. me, but I still feel like I'm spying on her accidentally. So I'm like, fuck it. I, I'll just delete it. Yeah, so I yeah. deleted my Snapchat. I'm like, I don't care. I'd rather not know than see, but then, you know, then I, I get to, I get to Coachella 
um, I've, I've shared this with her on, on the previous podcast, but I get to Coachella, big music event. She's still at the event. Um, and I just got in like that. So I'm going to see her that evening. I'm literally at the hotel and, um, the dude, the photographer posts a photo with each model giving him a kiss on the cheek. He's like a guy who's like a nerdy, like I'm not, I'm not trying to shame. I'm just trying to put it in perspective. I'm not jealous. I'm not nervous that she's, that this is a risk for me, but I'm like, really, you're going to kiss the peck the guy in the cheek. And I immediately text her. I was like, how many times did it take you to do that? She was like five. I was like, see, okay. And I was like, it didn't matter, but I I was like, but I knew it wasn't one. I knew it took him five minutes to get that shot. Cause doing the little boomerang where it's like the stop motion. I'm like, I know they didn't get it right. And she was like, I know I felt like shit. I knew when I was doing it that you were going to be upset. I'm like, a, why am I upset? Like, that's what I have to ask. Like I shouldn't be. And in hindsight, I'm not, but in the moment I'm like, I just drove out to see you. And now I got to watch like a, like a live stream Facebook video that the photographer's posting during your shoot. This isn't photography anymore. He's just bragging that he's with models. Yeah. I can be with models. I can, I have a camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these bros are just doing the same shit that every other bro's doing, which is trying to look good to get late. Now he's not trying to fuck these models in that moment, but he's looking, he's building that sort of image with his social media. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, look. I would be offended if you do one of those photos where the photographer takes the professional photo through the mirror and where he's next to the girl in her lingerie. And sure enough, that's exactly what he did. And I told her beforehand, I was like, I was like, hey, please, for my own. And I was like, like I don't know. You, you be honest with me because I know we're good friends. I was like, I would please don't post a photo to Instagram. That's like an implied nude photo without telling me first. Yeah, I'm not even telling you that. Don't do it. Just like give me the heads up. That's yeah. that, that. I was like, for me, I don't know if that's enabling me, but it's like, I don't want to be afraid to look at my social media and be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. What did you have to do no, to I get think, to that photo? I think I would be the same as you in this. I've had, scenario. I've had plenty of people message me that are like, dude, are you cool with this? And I'm like, and then I see other models that do like way more risque stuff. And I'm like, yeah. you know, and, but there's definitely photos she's posted where she's had to like blur out her nipple. And I'm like, Oh, this fucking drives me nuts. Yeah. But if I took if I took the photo, I think I'd be okay with it. Yeah. That's kind of and that's where I'm like, well, the fact that that's that that's how I feel means I'm probably jealous in a sense. Which and, is okay. Yeah. And it's and and I know she's gone nuts when she's seen Snapchats with me, like with girls around and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she knows she's admitted that like she would not be cool if these roles were completely flipped. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not at the place in my career where like that's happening, but like, God forbid, I was like, look, Oh my gosh. If I was on like one of those dumb MTV tours and we're going around, you get these stupid, like people blowing up your Instagrams and shit. Like, yeah. So I'm just like, I'm trying to do a treat her and the, at least with the respect I want, would want to be treated if I was getting blown up by people. But it just doesn't yeah. work that way. Guys, she got, like she posted a Snapchat making this cake, right? And dudes, and then we were like, we then we got like drunk. We went out and like uh, we're getting dinner and drinks and we, we were like reading what people, what people were saying. And most of her following, you know, she'll post a Snapchat and most on average gets 35,000 clicks for every, for everything she posts. One person acknowledged, "Hey, happy boyfriend, boy, uh, happy birthday to your boyfriend." <laughs> the rest of the dudes like just glazed over that well, fact. Yeah, yeah. It's a happy birthday, Dave, on the cake, and they were just like, That's "Yeah, so I'll fucking funny. make you eat my birthday." Like they, were, they just immediately went to that. Yeah. Uh, she blocks dick pics when they come in. 
So okay. that, so like, I'm like, that's cool. And obviously, I don't believe many girls find them attractive without no. at least knowing the backstory Not behind the dick. weird dicks. You know, yeah. I don't want weird dicks flying at I me. Fe- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you know who it's coming from, you might, you yeah. might get turned on by visualizing the scenario of the photo. Yeah. I could be wrong I about need, that, but. I need some emotional connection to the dick. Not attached to the dick itself. I, I would pay good money if I could be a fly on the wall for girls who have received unsolicited dick pics from me. Oh, <laughs> like, every- like, like a brunch, like just like, well, you won't believe this. Yeah. Well, it automatically goes to like all of her friends, probably. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like, uh, we always say unsolicited dick pics, but I truly believe like even a psycho killer thinks he's doing the right thing. Even yeah. a, even a, I, I do believe like guys still think that these dick pics are solicited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, she wanted this. Like, yeah. They definitely are like, she's going like, to, she's going to be so into like this. She sent me a selfie. So this is the next step. Yeah, exactly. Not normally this the case. Logical, logical thing. Did you get, did, did you get the dicks, the DPs flying at you back when you were uh, seeing the different, um, the different, cause you were seeing a, well, you were seeing one comic. Yeah. Who was pretty honest with you? Oh yeah, he was very honest. Um, I, it, you know what? It was, this is this is cheesy, but it was like I was not really being honest with myself. <laughs> I was lying to myself. Um, no, but I I I was trying to. I was pretending that I I didn't have feelings for this person. You know, like I knew the reality of the situation. Um, and I was kind of just like I'm okay with this whole casual sex relationship and you know it felt shitty to me like I didn't like it and I didn't I was so I was like fighting that I was like I wish I could just not care but I do and then he what he gave you casual sex guy he what he gave you was like complete honesty right yeah day one honesty and I think when you get well actually not so I mean for we it was like he kind of he did act like it was gonna progress to a certain point until and I think that happens a lot. I think like, you know, you hook up and then you're talking and then, you know, it's you you neither like at that point I was like, I don't know what I, I don't I don't think that I want a relationship, but like I was just kind of like we'll we'll see what happens. Um whereas he never had an intention for a relationship but was just kind of acting like that could be the case so that he didn't come across he as a total asshole that, like experience a lot of guys do that a lot of guys play the like boyfriend game at the beginning or it's like you know that they, they they're the ones that are like calling you and texting you and they like are you know sending you pictures of like not their dick you know, <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, introducing you to their friends and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they freak out and then they either like temporarily ghost or like they start kind of acting like an asshole to test you and to see like how attached is she. Yeah. So to it's the asshole uh, well, dial. Well, yeah, to think and I'm not saying you're wrong, but because I haven't thought of it this way, but to think that a guy would test a girl to see how much of an asshole he can be to see if she likes him or not. I don't think it's a conscious thing. I don't think any guy's ever been like, let me see how much of a dick I can be. I think it's like, I'm, I don't want, I think it's more of like, I'm freaking out that this is developing and I need to do something to slow it down. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's it's not, guys aren't like trying to be shitty. Right. But it's like, if a guy's not ready to slow down, if a guy's not ready to settle down, he might, 
um, he completely disregard the girl's feelings towards right. her. Like, like what, like with my my basic bachelorhood, I feel like, and there were there were there were plenty of girls that were like, uh, this this we can't be doing this, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, yeah, you're right, you know. There and, and, th- but instead, but like if I liked a girl, I'd be like, no, 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 let's do this, let's yeah. do this. But instead, I was like. Yeah, you're right. And I'm pretty sure the girl's like, no, that's not how that conversation is supposed to go. <laughs> uh, and like, oh, yeah, but like, what do you want from me? I'm a piece of shit. I think a lot of guys, like, if they do have a a situation or like an ex that's kind of possessive and, and like clingy or um, a lot of guys make assumptions, I think, too. And women do the same thing. Like, women will... Uh, if, so much baggage on both ends. Yeah. I totally. think a lot of guys assume like, all right, well, if I keep acting this way, she's going to get crazy and assume that like... We're exclusive. And it's like, why don't you just have that conversation and see where she is? Because she might not be, you yeah. know? So like, bo- bottom line, it's the conversation helps. Like, yeah. So you were dating, you were seeing this guy and he was like flat out. Once a guy going was like, look, I'm, I'm staying in open relationships. I yeah. was married. Yeah. It didn't work for me. This is what I do. Yeah. And like, I'm, he, that's just where he lives. He just, yeah. I dated a couple guys like that. And I was like. So you, so you got to respect their honesty, but also no. It, and I definitely did. I definitely appreciated. Like he was like very upfront about it. There were other guys that like dragged it on a little longer, and then you find out, and you're like, oh, okay. And been cheated on before? Um, in high school, but oh. so it was. Yeah. But yeah, that was shitty. But I've never been flat out X's and O's cheated on. Yeah, it's, I've lived. I've just lived in this gray area. It, like like yeah. even with the ex Claudia, like I lived in such a gray area that I was like, fuck. You know, and I remember going on to like social media, like on Facebook at the time, and like you know, like sometimes you have to approve who tags you and things, mm-hmm. but like sometimes things fall through the cracks. Yeah, and even if she's not tagged in it, we have so many mutual friends. I saw a photo of her with like her ex that like she left, like she left right before she started dating me. Yeah, like I know I was the fucking asshole that she went to uh, Target with to buy a new dresser because he slammed it shut and broke oh, it. Man. So I was the guy. I was like the knight in shining armor who like saved her. Not in a way she That's needed funny. to be saved, but I was like, the guy's like, I'll build a dresser. Did you, have you done that on stage? That's funny. Is it? That he like slammed the dresser and you <laughs> went to Target. <laughs> I went to Target. And you're the person that's like, let's go to Target. I will fix this. Yeah, then I, I went to Target and got like a $300 ticket because I parked. It was a snowstorm oh, the night before. Here's what happened. Snowstorm, like the day before Halloween. It, it, do you remember that? I don't know. It was like four years ago. It snowed. Yes. It snowed. Oh, I remember that. It's like a, it snowed like five inches, right? So I, I, I meet her at the bar. My jacket gets stolen. It's, it's cold. Some bitch stole my jacket. Gone. Favorite jacket. Gap. Nice pea coat. And uh, that's got I had my chapstick in it. All the good stuff. All oh, gone. Oh, man. Um, I go home, and I'm just trying to, like, hook up with this chick. You know, it's, like, late. Like, trying to go to bed, trying to do her thing. And, like, parking. It's Harlem. There's no parking. The fact that I drove was bizarre anyway. Yeah. I never drive. So I parked. I, I found a spot. Parked there. Next morning, two tickets, $110 each. I was in a bus lane. Oh, it was man. snowing. I couldn't see it. I was like, motherfucker, this can't get any worse. I get in the car underneath the snow, third ticket. I was like, fuck. Yeah. And uh, she felt bad, whatever. But like, I should have contested it. It was fucking snowing. I was in a bus lane. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we go to Target. I I buy the stupid box. I buy the dresser. Or she buys the dresser. I put it together. And um, anyway, so I'm like, so like, I'm the guy who saved her from this shitty relationship. Fast forward like six months later and I see a photo with her. With the ex, and then like I go to refresh the page, photo's gone. Uh. Got scrubbed. 
I felt like I was in like Minority Report or one of those yeah. like Will Smith movies That's where like the shit got scrubbed. It was gone. And I was and that, at that point when you're looking for something, you'll find it. It wasn't there. But I, had, I it wasn't like, oh, what was that? And I was like looking at it and, and then I went back gone. and it was yeah. gone. So I'm like something got something. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then I remember and then I had some buddies that that I was friends with, but also like didn't know what to tell me. And they were like, yeah, I was like. You know, I saw her leave a bar crying and like, I'm not a fucking detective, but you start putting pieces together oh, yeah. and you connect the dots in a very morbid way. Like you're a black crayon yeah. connecting these dots. Like I was, and well, that's the problem with social media is yeah. like, you will connect dots that sometimes <laughs> they're not, sometimes you're putting it together and you're totally wrong. You'll just add dots to connect yeah. because it fits into your yeah, narrative. Exactly. But other times, you know. I don't know. I also have always felt like I go back and forth because I'm like, my brain is always like my default mode is anxiety. So like, <laughs> if someone's not texting me back, my immediate response is they're not interested. And a lot of the time, what's your joke that, that you, you just wish they had. Oh yeah. It's like the keys to the self-esteem. No, is no, no. It's it? like that you find out that you, you're, you're hoping that it's bad news. Like oh, if they right. don't get back yeah. to you, oh, you're, like, done that in a while. you're like just hoping that yeah, it's like it's I hope you were really mugged. Um. <laughs> That's the truth. Like I can write that off. I can write that off in my tax exemption for why yeah. you didn't get back to me. I, I can't mean, write off that you're with your parents. I can't. Yeah. That's not good enough. I Shit need more. like that. I don't like. I don't justify it anymore. Like for me, it's like if there's like an hour. If there's if if someone doesn't answer me in like an hour or two hours, it's usually like then I'll get the response and I'm like okay they were probably busy and I do the same thing now especially now that my job is like crazy I definitely take longer to respond and I'm like but even in that like you know it's like that 20 minutes when you send a text yeah like my brain know the game just goes there and then if it's after like a couple hours then I'm like all right this is a little rude I'm taking this I like noted you know what I mean and like I just kind of see what happens, but then I have my guard up. But, but like, you'll do anything to connect the dots. You'll see they like favorited someone else's tweet. You'll be like, well, yeah. you'll give them like you checked in you anything, anything to prove that they had a chance to respond and didn't. Yeah. What's the solution to that? To just like just decide. I mean, it, 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 I would say it has to come from within to say, like, I don't care they're not going to control my feeling. I, I, I wish that were the case, but yeah. daily, daily in and out, I'm still struggling with those issues of feeling offended if someone doesn't. And that's like an attention thing, but it's also like, it's so common with the social media world. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. So are you, cause we got to wrap it up in a second here. Um, are you the, the, the dealing with the ex dealing with your pain issues is, is, is all this stuff preventing you from wanting to date and get hurt again? Um, not real. I mean, I feel like I've been in a, I feel like I had so much progress in the last like two years and I feel like I've, I'm in a really good place like mentally. And now I'm kind of like, I don't want someone to fuck that up. Like, I think that's creating now my fear of like getting into a relationship again is because I feel like I'm, I'm on my own two feet and like shit's going well. And now I'm like, I don't want someone to screw that up. Do you have, do you have the oldest daughter? pressure from your parents um not really i mean i i feel like my sister will get married before me yeah because first of all there's only a two-year difference so it's like really not that different and but i also think like 
I don't think that my timeline is ever going to be like the norm, you know? Yeah. I, I you think New York, I've yeah. chosen a career path that is so outside of what everyone else is doing. Um, Are they more supportive of it now? Do yeah. They, do they def- see your progress? And, and, stuff? and I, yeah, I think they, they've seen my progress. They know that I'm, I'm like serious about it and that I'm not going to be happy if I'm not pursuing it. And I know that that has affected, like if I didn't, if I didn't give a shit about comedy, like I could just come home from work and like go on Tinder dates. Yeah. But like, I'm still trying to like, you know what I mean? I, I mean, it's a balance. Like I can't ignore like the relationship area of my life forever, but it's not where my mind is. It's like not, not my goal right now is to like find a boyfriend, you know, I'm still trying to do yeah. other shit. So I'm not opposed to it. And I'm, tr- I'm actually, I think I have gotten better at being more open. Like the la- the guy that I went on the last couple dates with, like last month, I feel like I probably would have not, I probably would have like put walls up but like a couple months before, you know, just being like, oh, I can't do this right now. So I'm just, I'm trying to not be. You're taking swings. You're just yeah. kind of getting the motion back. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I, I always, my, one of my bigger fears is like, is like, can you meet the right person at the wrong time? Did I? Am I not ready? And I don't think it's like on a sexual level I'm not ready. I think it's like I'm I'm just not – I'm not as far along as I'd like to be in my career. But then again, that's also like hogwash. Like who is? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So it's like it is important to keep on pursuing your career. But I'm like, well, when I was single in New York, I wasn't doing 15 mics a week. Right. So it's like why – why would I think I'm going to do that now? Yeah. Like I'm still doing five to seven. I'm doing, I'm kind of hitting my average that I used to. I don't have as much creative free time as I used to, which is mm-hmm. partially my own thing. I need to find that in a new way, which is hard. You know, when you're, yeah, you, totally. you understand when you're doing different jobs, you're running around, yeah. you got obligations, but interesting. So no, look, I'm super proud of you. When I watch your comedy, it's like, it's like older brother, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, I, and I haven't seen you. Geez, I want to say the last time you did Comedy Store, which was at least no, a year ago. Um, did I see you in New York? York? Yeah. What show did it? Village Lantern. Remember? Did we both do Village Lantern? Yeah. I don't even remember that show. Um, wh- what? Tasha was there that night. Remember? Oh, that was a while ago, yeah. though. That still was. Oh, because I did it last time I was in, in town. Like November. That was last like fall October. in October. Yeah. yeah. So, geez, that's still... Because I was there in January. I love that little that little Village Lantern yeah. room. It really is such a safe little room to do stand-up in. Um. Well, we got to try to get on a Village Lantern show when I'm back in town. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Because we got to get out of here. I, uh, I have a sketch that I feel like it came out and I was so stressed out about my job that I like didn't push it. Um, it's called Gardafield. And if you go on YouTube and just search Gardafield, G-U-A-R-D-I-F-E-E-L. And it's basically what we were talking about earlier. Gardafield. It's like appeal, uh, uh, appeal, uh, pill for feelings. Nice. Yeah. Is that through Pit TV? No. Oh, it's just your own stuff? Yeah. Nice. So um, really then, proud of it. You're also on a show to, uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, Flappers. This will come out. I'm going to put this out tonight. Today's May 2nd, uh, your birthday, and I'll put this out tonight. So uh, for those listening, Flappers, that's in Burbank, yeah. Los Angeles. At 10. At a 10 o'clock Wednesday night. So if you're listening out on the West Coast, go check that out. Or um, Katie performs all over New York. Uh, so you can see her there and follow bark post on Instagram. And she writes for an awesome <laughs> dog company bark post. Uh, if you like dog memes, <laughs> that is what I do or, professionally. Yeah, go to Katie's Facebook and see her own dog selfies yeah. all the time. Um, I will be in New York 
jeez, uh, um, uh, May 31st to June 2nd. I'm doing Eastville Comedy Club in the East Village. May 31st, and then June 1st, I'm doing Broadway Comedy Club. I've never done it before. Really? Is it a piece of shit? It's probably really. divey. I'm doing like the the B room, I think. But whatever, it's um, it's it'll be fun. So yeah. uh, if you're in New York, if you're listening in the area, bring your girl, bring your guy. It'll be fun. Then I'm going to do Newport that Friday, which I believe is June 4th. Uh, second, third, June 3rd, I believe. So, uh, anyone in Rhode Island or Connecticut, you want to come to Newport for the night, come see that show. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks so much for, uh, chatting with me today. We just hit an hour, so we're pretty good and, um, look forward to hearing more about your life as, uh, as the men file in as the slowly not in LA. Oh, the dudes out here are horrible. Do you really? even look at, do you even respect guys when you look at them out here? Not really. They're just oh, like, yeah, it's a fucking scene. I just, I really do pity girls that try to find love in this city. It's yeah. just, it's not the place to be New York. You have a chance, not LA. Yeah. Um, I'm going to finish this cake. So, uh, what's your, what's your, uh, you're at, uh, holler at you. Holler at you. H a l l e r a t y o u. That's Instagram and Twitter. Yep. All right, let's take a selfie with this cake and uh, get out of here. Um, thanks so much for being on the show. No props. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.